All right, I think we might be live already. <laughs> Always takes a few moments to uh, to work out. Are we live? Are we not live? So good morning, everybody. Welcome to another new week. Happy new week, as I like to say, just making sure, yes, we are live on Facebook. Uh, and I have got my gorgeous Diane McKendrick over from Brizzy. It's pissing down with rain right now. It's so dark outside. Daylight saving has coming. We had a, a super hot weekend. It was like you were in Queensland. Um, and so guys, I'll just do a brief introduction um, of who Diane is. Uh, we met a little bit over two years ago and she came to my August 2018 retreat and wrote this book, Rise Up, The Soulful Guide to Success and got her number one Amazon bestseller earlier this year. And not only that, she's writing her second book, which she committed to a couple of weeks ago. Wasn't that right? Yep. Yep. And um and we have done many different things. We have also collaborated. She's um, been a bit of an in-house mentor for some of our authors. Actually, her fear neutralization videos, um, which she recorded for me, for my authors, uh, get sent out to authors like seven to 10 days before their retreat. Because she was one of those people that was paralyzed with fear. Wasn't that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it came to writing your book. So I thought, what? Uh, who is a better person to talk about self-sabotage and the many faces of it um, that we can see creeping or sneak into our lives uh, but her because she does work with people on these um, kind of patterns um, you know for so you know now for solidly for two years and this is her purpose and mission in life right so I'm not going to talk too much today I'm going to let her like kind of explore this world of self-sabotage for us and hopefully it'll give you guys some insight so Di um, thank you for coming on this morning <laughs> And um, and taking you know letting me sort of sit back and actually be able to drink my coffee. Oh, nice! <laughs> so why don't you give um, everyone who's listening, and I'll try to follow any comments or questions, guys, because I can't see them on here, but I can see them on my personal profile. Leslie has said good morning. Um, uh, yeah, um, if you have questions throughout it, I'll try to monitor so while Di sort of speaking. Um, otherwise, we can catch questions afterwards as well. So Di, give the guys a little bit of a. I guess, your little story of why you've come about to do what you do right now. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nat and everybody. Hello, my name is Diane McKendrick and I am a self-sabotage expert. As good as I am at all the amazing things that I focus on and I aim to be good at, I'm actually really good at the other things that I don't aim to be good at as well. So self-sabotage expert, but what I realized through the journey of writing my book is that self-sabotage is a natural part of growth and learning. So what I was able to do is take uh, self-sabotage patterns and understand it better and then come up and master it and really, really utilize it for further growth. So that's what we're going to discuss with you today. But before we do, a quick intro on myself. Uh, my name is Diane McKendrick and I'm an author, a speaker and a life coach. Um, Best-selling author now. Thank you to Nat and Stu for helping me bring this baby into the physical realm. Um, I had so much passion and I had so much to share, but I just didn't know where to start. I'd always wanted to write a book, but what my brain was telling me is only rich people do that, only famous people do that. Um, you can't spell, I can't spell. I got D's in English and failed nearly every English assignment. Um, so I had this belief system, this idea that 
although it was my dream to write a book, I didn't know how, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't, uh, I didn't think it was possible for me, but I just had this fire inside of me. Like probably many of you watching this, you've got a dream and you want this. Um, but what our brain is telling us about our dream, like stops us in our tracks. Um, so for me, my journey started within my business pretty much when I wrote my book. I went from being completely invisible online and I also wanted to speak. I wanted to speak to people. But once again, I'd had some experiences in the past when I was about 15, the speech and drama. I was standing up in front of the class and I tried so hard, um, so hard, in fact, that I forgot to breathe through the whole thing. And the teacher laughed at me. And because the teacher laughed, then what happened was the whole class decided that they could laugh at me as well. So I'm standing up there as a 15 year old, timid, shy, like ridiculously shy little girl that had tried so hard. And in that moment when they all laughed at me and you all know this feeling like when you wish the floor would open up and swallow you and you would never be seen again. I decided in that moment, I'd never be a speaker because you know, I was crap at it. People were laughing at me. I was humiliated. I was toxically shamed. Um, so it was, you know, all these things of the past that had happened to me that had created this belief system in my head that I couldn't write a book, I couldn't be a speaker. And I just invite you all now to go deeper because um, if you're waking up at eight o'clock if you're in Queensland or nine o'clock if you're in Melbourne or New South Wales, or it possibly even um, globally, if you're watching there are this. many people from, uh, yeah. All over the world. I know Natasha does all, you know, global and, and my followers as well. You want more for life. You are on here. You're listening to this. The topic has been self-sabotage. And what we need to recognize and realize with self-sabotage is it's natural and it's normal. And we have a choice. We have a choice whether we let it limit us and stop us or we have a choice whether we want to choose the empowering belief that this is actually an incredible opportunity to grow. This is an incredible opportunity to connect with more people, to really push our boundaries and see what we are capable of. And then I'm really passionate about conscious community. And then you get yourself in and around people like Natasha, myself, we work closely with Francesca Moy and a, a group of other people and you can't help but rise up and lift up. And then you're out and about with, with your friends and your colleagues and it's like, hey, that's a self-sabotage button. So you can you can pick up each other. It's really cool and help support yourself through. So let's start with, you know, what is self-sabotage? To me, self-sabotage is a thought or an idea in my head that stops me from living my dream. Now, it can show up in lots of different ways and it's different for everybody. But one of the most important things is to recognize what yours is. Step one, understand that it's a thing and it happens and stop trying to pretend or resist it because it's there. We're just going to accept it. We're going to pluck it out of our brain and we're going to have a look at it. And we're going to go, what is it and how does it show up for me? So as an example, um, personally for me, I notice when I start to get tired and I want to sleep more, that's a self-sabotage pattern because what's happening in our brain is that you're doing something that's outside of your routine or outside of the ordinary, like writing a book or starting an online program or stepping up in, a, in an arena or a field that you feel a little bit uncertain and unsure of. And we've all got this internal thermostat. We've got this internal thermostat or without getting too woo-woo on you, we're all vibration, like everybody is a vibration. And your thermostat, your vibrational thermostat is set usually by the people that you hang around, the food that you eat, your upbringing, your belief systems. 
And so what will happen is when you push up against the higher part of the vibration, like being writing a book or stepping into it, your brain goes to me, goes to yourself, on the other side of this, I am unsafe. So you come up here and you push up against it and you have all the feelings. And if you come over the other side of it and you actually push through the thermostat or the ceiling that you subconsciously set for yourself, what happens, like this is physiologically, this is science. What happens is your body says to you, oh, you're not safe up there. I'm gonna create something to bring you back down here. So quite often it can be things like as crazy as like a car accident or a fight with your partner or something happens with your kids or you create an illness on the inside of yourself. So for example, um, Nat, you remember at the August retreat a couple of years ago when I stepped up to write my book and I was just in debilitating fear, like so petrified and so scared. I actually jammed my neck up. It was on the plane on the way to Melbourne. Like literally I woke up that morning. It was a bit sore. But by the time I got to the retreat, I was debilitated in chronic pain and I couldn't move. And that was hard for me because I'm an athlete. What I didn't say at the beginning of the call was um, I got a gold medal at the national titles for swimming. I was a national swimmer. So I know push, I know sacrifice, I know strive, I know how to make shit happen and, and be the best, eat better, do better, train harder than everybody else. So for me physically to be in pain really tested my mindset. And I thought I'd to dabble in this, like learn about self-sabotage, but I didn't know back then what I know now. I so wish I had. So you guys are all so lucky learning this now. So I got that debilitated and I believe I created that because I was scared and I didn't, and so from within, without, um, like, cause I just didn't know how to be that person. So my body, my psyche created an event that pulled me back down to a vibration that I was comfortable with. So I want you to look into your life and I want you to look at the amazing things you're wanting to accomplish, or maybe even just look back into your past and see when you've started to really take some massive leaps and bounds towards your goals, you know, have a, like run a scanner over your life and go, well, what's happened then? When have the fights with my partner like really blown up and then I've just had to give so much effort and energy here instead of over here to my goals? When is it that I get sick or I, I injure myself or um, something happens with the house and something breaks down and then you've just got to go take all your energy over there and focus on that instead of this thing over here. So even with that awareness, now I know if I start to get tired or things start to happen in my life when I'm stepping up, I go, oh, that's just a self-sabotage. Like I have this conversation with my in my head. Now it's so funny because it'll, it'll happen a couple of days and even sometimes a couple of weeks before I catch it. And like I said, I'm a master at this. This is what I dedicate my life to being a coach and helping other people through it. And then when I recognize it for myself, I get into a bit of a flap and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. What do I do? And then I go, oh. That's right. The first thing to do is just greet it and, and, and understand it and accept it. The key is acceptance and understanding. Oh, that's just a self-sabotaging pattern. That's my subconscious brain trying to keep me down here because that believes that's where I'm safe. Actually, so I've, got a, I've got a story just as you were talking about. You know, when I have most fights, I don't fight with my family or my husband ever. But as we're about to leave on a holiday, right? um all like as we're getting ready and about to go in the car and to the airport and all that sort of and i reckon that's got to do with the fact of maybe i'm sabotaging that i'm now allowed to re relax you know what i mean i'm allowed to you know have a good time so it's like creating this you know craziness that was really cool like uh you're just talking and i'm like going 
when do I fight? Well, I don't really fight, but we do fight. I see this thing repeat itself over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, Nat? How, like, you're such an aware person and also done so much personal development and it still shows up in our life. Oh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are looking for this life or craving this life where these things don't happen. That's mm. unrealistic and it's not going to happen for us. Mm. But if we can just have real ultra sense of awareness, like you just said, now I don't fight with my family because you've done so much work, right? And so yeah. does you. But okay. hold on a sec. When do those little patterns, you know, pop their head up? And for you, because you're so focused and so determined and your vibration is creation and progress and you know supporting people so when you go on a holiday it's the opposite to the masses which is why you've been able to accomplish and achieve what you've done and um, yeah. when you go on holidays that's when your vibration is changing into a relaxation state so this is another one a lot of people thanks for bringing up that Nat, because a lot of people who work really hard if yeah. you're watching this now or later type in the chat box when you've got a holiday coming up how many of you get sick get a headache two or three days into the holiday you're just like oh, i'm exhausted and you end up getting a sore throat a cough your body aches something like that pattern played out for me for a very long time because i didn't feel worthy of taking time off yeah. i had created an identity around my success and accomplishment and if i wasn't succeeding and accomplished i didn't know who i was so yeah nearly every single time I went on a holiday I got sick <laughs> and I was like oh. I've heard that one from a lot of people like thankfully that doesn't have hasn't happened to me but I know that fight on the way to the airport or somewhere just on the way you know and then that sort of um winding down period which can take a few days after mm. you know go 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 I see it I also call it I call um self-sabotage also resistance turning up in your life yeah like that's another word for it Yep. And I often pre-warned the authors, I send them a one month out uh, video, which actually got sent out a few days ago for the November group. And your one comes next in a couple of weeks time with the fear neutralization. But I always say and pre-warn them, these are things that are going to come up in their life because they often uh, want to use that resistance. So like you say, a car accident or something got cancelled or house movies happening or yeah, you, you have an ailment that you've got to deal with. Um, and they often want to like, you know, pull away from the journey because this has happened to them. But by me sending them some information, like what we're doing right now is part of what we're talking about, um, is making them aware. One um, entrepreneur uh, lady in my early years of this journey, so it's been 10 years, so it was probably my first couple of years, was sitting in a seminar and she was similar to you, like from that flavor and understanding and um, she said when um, self-sabotage comes up in our lives, when we're wanting to achieve a certain level of uh, goals or success, um, you know, it's the universe sending you a, um, a kind of a message or a question as in, are you worthy of your success? And you need to step up and, you know, show and go, yep, I see it. I understand that, as you say, recognize it and acknowledge it but go through and do it anyway. So you can push that barometer to a new new level, right? Yeah, right. So we set a new standard. We set a new standard. So you might start here, like you said, Nat, and then you push through. Yeah. And with the awareness, you'll, you'll sort of come up and down again, but with the awareness and choosing to stay yeah. up here, you will stay up here and then your ceiling becomes your floor. And then that's how we can continue to grow and continue to create so many amazing, wonderful things, because what used to be your ceiling here 
Now, once you pop through and you stay through because of the power of proximity, the people that you're hang, uh, hanging around, the awareness, the commitment to it, what will happen is this then becomes your floor and then you get another ceiling. And it's this beautiful, um, it's a beautiful pattern through life that if we're aware of it and if we can recognize it, we can really utilize it to our advantage. If we get stuck in, you want to hear the imposter syndrome or feeling like a fraud. And again, I experienced that all the time and I used to make it bad. Oh my gosh, here I am again, you know, pretending. Like the first word, before I had a word of the book written, mm. and I think Nat, you gave me this idea. I just started talking about it and I started telling people, this is before I was too scared to write a word. I just started telling people about, oh, my publisher said this, and I'm the author of an, this is the words I used. I'm an author of an upcoming book. And I felt like I was going to vomit because it was, I felt like it was a lie because the vibration of those words didn't match how I felt about myself. Yeah. So what I had to do is just keep saying those words and feeling like an imposter and a liar. And maybe a lot of you get this as well, this imposter and this fraud, and it's all tied up in the self-sabotage. We can hit self, um, we can hit fraud and imposter and we can stop there or we can go, what I believe now, I've changed my belief system that imposter and fraud just basically means I'm living my new compelling identity before my body is ready. My words will match it. And then I go and visit that, that new compelling identity, which I, I spend a lot of time creating. And Nat, I get that from you. I look at, you know, what would Nat say? What does Nat do? Because I admire the way you do life and business. And I go, well, she's already been through this path and this is how Nat would approach this situation because the old part of me would stop and let this be my ceiling. Well, Nat would make a plan. Nat would do this and I go through, well, what would Nat say? And quite often what that happened, and because people say that to me now, you're in my head all the time. And I say, yeah. what would Di say? Which, you know, made me feel really important because I was like, I, I put Nat and Francesca on a pedestal and now people are doing that for me as yeah. well. I thought, oh, it's not me. And it's not Nat and it's not Francesca. What it is, is you're living a life in true alignment to your um, values and your goals. And we are connecting people into their higher power. So when I would say, what would Nat say? That was me meeting my new compelling identity and choosing it instead of reacting to it from what I had been taught. And what Nat got to do was connect me into my higher self. And she was the woman guiding me. So when you're hitting this imposter syndrome, like if you are writing a book and you haven't done it before, like many of you, I can almost guarantee that that's going to happen for you. And we can choose, oh, I'm an imposter, I'm a fraud and drop back down and start hanging out down here. Or we can go, you know what? This is part of the growth. This is actually a very important part of, you know, moving up and shining bright and getting out there and saying, oh, okay, um, this just means that I'm on the right track. If I'm feeling like an imposter, I'm about to break through. And then you get to the other side and it's the same as the self-sabotage pattern. It's like, here's the ceiling. I feel like an imposter. You pop over it and this becomes your normal and your standard. And then because we're of a growth mindset, we come up here again and we pop through and it's like, hold on a second. I feel like an imposter again. So let's stop making it wrong. Let's stop making it bad recognize it, invite it in. Now I look around, I'm like, okay, where can I feel like an imposter, uh, an imposter? Because I know that on the other side of that is a best-selling book. Yeah. I know that on the other side of that is like a jewelry range that I didn't feel worthy of um, 
putting out there because only famous people do that, right? So now I have a sterling silver jewelry range that is reminding women of their power all over the world, globally. When they, Because I looked around, I was like, what do women love? How can I really help? How can I really be in their heads and their homes and their hearts? I've got this hard copy, audio copy and ebook, like you can't get away from me, seriously. Got the jewelry all out there. I just released a deck of pixie cards. Um, my retreats are sold out now. And that honestly, if I hadn't been able to work with Nat, get my book written and really watch my patterns as I was writing this book, like I feel like the book is one thing, and I've heard Nat say this a couple of times, it's not about the book. It's about the woman or the man that you become at yes. the end of writing your book. And guess what? It's not the end. Once you finish writing this and you're handing it to people, oh, I just got goosebumps. That is the start. That's the start of your journey and your growth and really stick, stepping up into a different league. Anybody who's published their book or committed to it, you are like you're an influence whether you realize it or not you're an influencer and you're a leader in this world and people need you to step up that was another thing in the self-sabotage pattern i made it about me oh that you would remember i was petrified and scared and what are people going to think and there's going to be spelling errors because Nat will always tell you there's going to be a spelling area here it's not or here or there it's not perfect People are going to think I'm an idiot. People will think this. What are people going to think? That's another self-sabotage pattern. Oh, people, people, people. Yeah, and I made it about me. I'm scared. I don't know how, blah, blah, blah. The moment I made it about someone else, what mm. if I could help another woman? What if I could help another family? What if I could change the trajectory of a family's life? Mm. Then I got this fire in my belly when I stopped making it about me and made it about someone else. And it was like, boom, 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 three months, three and a half months, I think it took. Now, keep in mind, my husband was working away. He was away most of the time and I have two little kids. I did every school drop off, every school lunch, pretty much every dinner over the period of that three months. So what I did is recognize my patterns I did what Nat told me to block two hour um, because my brain just wanted to sit down and do it all at once. Yeah, it was yeah. either do it all at once and I'll burn myself out or I'll do that next week. And that's not, if you work with Nat, that's just not an option. I'll do it next week. No, you're going to book your two hours. You're going to sit down, but guess what? I was fully booked with one-on-one. -on -one. So the only two hours I had was from 10 PM to 12 PM for three months. My children would go to bed. I would do my international calls um, with my clients overseas when I was fully booked one-on-one -on -one. and then from 10 to 12 I would write and I had to self-sabotage pattern for me is I'm tired I want to go to sleep so I had to have a conversation with Gus and I said because he came I said to him the first time now I don't know if I ever told you this I said can you come in at 10 o'clock when I'm getting off my calls and remind me to write my book so the first time he walked in he's like you asked me to remind you know dude you asked me to do this so I'm doing it I'm reminding you now to write your book and I fold my arms I'm like uh, yeah. o'clock at night and I'm tired and how dare you come in here and tell me to do that and my brain called me because I witness and observe myself all the time I was like this isn't going to work he's just doing what I asked him to do so anyway I we sat down and I wrote this sounds a bit crazy but I wrote a um like a dialogue and I had him read that dialogue to me so it was me talking to me through him so then he wasn't going to get in trouble I'm not going into this self-sabotage pattern of like I'm tired I'm going to go to sleep so we talked about my vision and we talked about why I was doing this and we practiced it poor guy seriously and then he would come in and say remember the vision blah 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 so that's another idea as well because a lot of you have got a lot on you're either running businesses or you've got families and we can use that as an excuse, self-sabotaging pattern. It's an excuse, oh. I'm busy. Well, guess what? So am I and so is Nat. The world needs us out there and the world needs you out there. 
I'm busy, I've got kids. Now I've changed it in my brain that that is my why. That is why I do it, to leave a legacy, to help more people. Of course we're busy, of course we've got a lot on, but that's okay. That's because we're committed to growth and change and you know, creating a life and a destiny that we choose instead of reacting to life. So what's the time now? I've got to keep an eye on the time, 23. Yeah. <laughs> we've got about seven minutes but it's really cool yeah I mean you're making very valid points I think yeah. people with family uh, everyone most people have a family or children or whatever it is you know especially the people we've surrounded ourselves with and all that kind of stuff but yeah they can be used as a big 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 reason and you know and then you know you hear someone say that and I go okay well I've never my kids have never once made me late or have never once made me not uh, achieve what I wanted to achieve because I just worked around and made it happen anyway yeah like yes I'm busy and and curveballs get thrown in and all that kind of stuff but you you just kind of build in buffers I think with kids you build in a bit of buffers everywhere yep mm. and it's so true because I like you said a lot of us that are working with you or writing our book we have kids or we have other things in our life so yeah. doing those little techniques like building in a buffer planning yeah. our time um, training our children. I train my kids now because I watched, you know, Nat and how she ran her family life. And I was like, it needs some sort of structure. I didn't have any structure, which was another self-sabotage technique for me. I remember being in there and I did a podcast on it. It was hilarious. I'd been at Francesca's house and she has a chef and I opened her fridge and it was like the food was there for the week and the house was perfect. And I got home to my house I have two little kids and I open my fridge and stuff is falling out on top of me on a Monday morning. And I thought, that's it. Like every time I, I spend time with Nat, <laughs> I come back, don't I, Nat? And I do a clean out. I said, Nat, oh, I just did a clean out because you do your clean out every three months or whatever it is. Oh. I cleaned it out. Yeah. Because that's, that's what the sabotage pattern is clutter in your house. If you've got crap everywhere, you can't have a clear mind. Yeah. And before I met you, Nat, like I did, I had crap everywhere and I, I modeled you and I look, well, what's she doing and what's it working? So I cleared everything out and every couple of weeks I'll clear stuff out. I've opened this fridge, stuff is falling down on top of me and I'm like so hard on myself. I was like, how can I have a million dollar business if I can't even keep my fridge clean? This was the conversation happening in my head, like pff, everything falling out. I was like, right, every Monday morning the fridge gets cleaned out. But I had a bit of a tantrum first and yeah. I thought to myself, I'm going to do a podcast about this because I podcast on Monday. Um, if anybody's interested, it's the Rise and Shine podcast series and it's over there on Spotify and iTunes. So you can go search it. I'm up to episode 28. Um, yeah. From the time I verbalized I'm doing this every single week, Monday, it'll be released by Tuesday because yeah. that was another self-sabotaging pattern I had. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll okay. do that tomorrow. Uh -uh. Do it today or book it in and you know and allocate time for it. Mm. So, yeah, it's a really cool podcast, especially for the parents amongst us. Because I, luckily I had a coaching call that day and my coach said to me, well, how about you organize your business instead of your fridge? And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't, if I can't do the simple things, I can't do the big things. Mm -hmm. But what I was doing in there, and this is another pattern that runs deep with me is, and I'm, I'm sharing mine because maybe you'll relate to them, is in the house, the other people are involved, my husband and my two kids. So my fridge is a mess because of my husband and my two kids. It's not me because I put things back where they're supposed to be, don't I? Of course. And when my coach said to me, well, organize your business, I had this massive like, 
no way because that means I can't blame anybody else I'm the CEO I'm the boss I'm the person that steps up in there if the house isn't clean oh, I've got kids or it's my husband who's amazing by the way but I could blame somebody else so watch where you're doing that because until you take full responsibility and full what's that word when you take full ownership full ownership over all areas of your life you will pass the buck you'll blame other people and you're going to keep self-sabotaging yourself and end up five years down the track what I want you to do is look, if you don't make some changes today, like I'm talking today after listening to me and that, you get off this call, you allocate five, maybe 10 minutes, you book something, you clean something out, you do something to commit to it. Imagine five years from now, if you don't make a change. And that usually is enough to put your, like, cause it could, might not be writing a book. It could be, you know, your relationship or calling in a beloved. It could be um, getting a physique, getting really fit and healthy. Look at successful people. Nah, she's fit, she's healthy. We go to the, she has the morning routine. If you don't make that change today, think of yourself five, 10 years, how it's going to affect your relationships, your health, things that you value. And that should be enough to kick yourself in the butt to make some changes. Yeah, it compounds, doesn't it? If you don't do it, it compounds. And as we, um, you know, get older, you know, we, we, our life lifestyle requires a lot more maintenance. So we're busy right now. You and I are in our busiest years of our lives, raising little children and having our parents, you know, aging parents and all that kind of stuff that's that's happening. So it can't get any busier than this stage of our lives, you know. You know? I literally was thinking that about two days ago. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best days of my life. Yeah. But I know I'll be 60 and I'll be still saying, these are the best days of my life. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And um, one other thing that I kind of recognise as you were talking, um, uh, I think about six or seven months ago, um, it was about Stuart and I would do pretty much nearly every single thing around the house. And um, we actually decided, you know, it's not really teaching our kids life skills if we do absolutely everything because we're so organised. It's so easy for us to just just do it all, just take care of it, yeah? So I ended up watching a um, um, a a smart kids chore system online course I did it an online course and from there on in we brought in the systems around what they do and it was interesting this just last weekend so so far they were doing all their chores and they got really really apt at the things that they were given uh, there's like four or five things per kid and then um, uh, on, the, on the weekend we had the first time where they actually took initiative to do a different chore that they weren't asked to do yeah, like take the recycling bin down to the recy big recycling bin. So we've got the smaller one up here and when that fills, it needs to go down to the big one in the garage. It's a, it's a, a task or refilling the toilet paper rolls in the toilet um, containers, just literally the little one just started. I saw her carrying around five toilet paper rolls. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm refilling the toilet. You said that would be in the future one of my things that I would be responsible for. And she'd already just kind of, without having to tick it off a list, actually went and did and uh, and now it's like I don't actually do anything like you know all of those empty out the seeing empty out the dishwasher none of that is what yeah, I'm how is that Nat like it's so helpful isn't it when just all those little jobs that you can literally outsource to your kids yeah. and teaching them exactly like you said life skills and that's what I've started to do recently because mine are of the age six and eight and yeah. I them feel a sense of ownership within the family unit and satisfaction when they get stuff done and I didn't think it would be that helpful I thought oh it's going to be quicker to do it myself mm -hmm. because I know the way that it's done but 
it teaches them to really step up and like your youngest like carrying the toilet like that you should definitely look into that the online course it's like less than a hundred dollars and it's like lots of short modules and all that sort of stuff and now we've got like a spreadsheet that goes on the fridge and and they uh, we have rotating tasks between the older two like one is responsible for one lot one week and then they swap the next week and the little one's got like age appropriate age appropriate yeah that's right and that's so important yeah, I think uh, a lot of parents get stuck in that mode and create a lot of self-sabotage or, you know, um, I can do it better or, or whatever. And then, you know, they're looking after their kids well into their 30s, you know, washing their clothes. Right? The key is, because I've experienced this as well, when you get your child to do something, you can't redo it. So no. if they unpack the dishwasher and it's not to your standard or they've folded the washing, like I nearly have an anxiety attack every time I watch it. I'm just like, oh my God, I want to refold that and put it back in its place. But what's the message I'm giving them that it's not good enough or it's not done properly? I'll leave little prompts along the way, but it's got to be age appropriate. Yeah. Like my eight-year-old boy is not going to fold the clothes the way that I fold my clothes. I'm yeah. just grateful that he's doing it. So as a parent, watch yourself. And if you do go and change it, one, you're creating more work for yourself and two, do it when they're not watching because they'll they children don't do what we say they do as we do they pattern us and so we're going to pattern our behavior and if you're going in and around and doing it behind them they're going oh I'm not going to do it mum's going to do it anyway huge self-sabotage pattern for many of us parents is you know taking on that role of you know nurturer and and nurturing them we went the eight-year-old the same as I did with the eight-month-year-old and it's constant like cleaning out every three months your house you've got to clean out what's happening up here and go hold on he or she is capable of doing that themselves like Esme brings me my water now and she feels she, her little chest puffs up and she takes yeah. my empty water bottle and she brings me my full one and I'm like this yeah. is the go I love yeah. it Oh, that's one of the biggest jobs in the morning. There's like eight water bottles lined up at, next to the nemesis. We call the second sink the nemesis because that gets filled up from dinner and dries overnight. <laughs> so one of the jobs is clean, uh, put the nemesis away, which is like kind of like a second job to the dishwasher. The dishwasher are complete. And then the eight bottles of everyone takes bottles in their rooms. And all. it's like oh, I love it. the most I love it. job in the house. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, we've run out of time. I'm going to go and do the live in our authors group Um, look i think there's been a lot of stuff uh business um goals success life in general where we can see these spaces of self-sabotage come up the most important thing as you you said is to bring awareness to accept and then see if you can do it better or differently next time yeah beautiful and And i know you've got to go but if anybody would like to follow me that's watching um now from just jump onto my website www.dianemckendrick d-i-a-n-e it's only one n mckendrick.com and likewise anyone that's watching from my following that wants to follow nat where can they find you nat oh look just um my personal profile will have all the websites yep, so. go to a personal profile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It'll just google me <laughs> you know it a lot of stuff comes on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it thank you so much for taking the time this morning it was it, it's been a really nice anyway it's a way of catching up um, catch up yeah i love yeah, it exactly and um and good luck with book number two i'm curious to see what the title is going to be oh and, i can't wait to show you okay beautiful have yeah, a great you. week ahead and hopefully i will see you maybe in like a five or six weeks time because it's 21 days till we're meant to fly out to go to um the gold coast to yeah. take over of our house but we might have to do quarantine so might see you in about six weeks though <laughs> beautiful well great to see you and say hey to Stu and the family i will i will see you guys bye bye bye